With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. We made it to a Friday. It's a meat Friday. In case you're wondering, Traeger grills were fired up when we came in this morning. Crispy baked chicken thighs with buffalo sauce. And baked loaded tater tots. <laughs> Who has it better than we do? Nobody. Come on in, stay a while. Uh, coming up, we'll talk to Dale Earnhardt Jr., also our good buddy Nick Wright from Fox Sports. First things first, will join us as well. He doubled down last night, you know, with the Golden State Warriors, Dallas Mavericks. He was going down swinging. He's like, this is going to be the greatest comeback ever with the Dallas Mavericks. Mm, maybe next year, Nick. But he'll join us coming up. Indy 500 this weekend. Dale Jr. will be working for NBC and Peacock. He'll stop by in the uh, second hour of the program. Say good morning to those watching on Peacock. Download the app. Watch for free. Our streaming partner and our radio affiliates around the country. iHeartRadio, Fox Sports Radio. Nearly 400 cities carrying this program. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the DP Show. Great T-shirts there, Father's Day gifts. Go to danpatrick.com. While you're there, you can pick up a bag of Penny's Bang Biscuits, bite-sized treats for the uh, little puppy or dog in your life during training sessions or any time you want to thank your dog for good behavior. Penny's Bang Biscuits, 20% of all sales, given back to handpicked partners in the pet industry. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at DP show stat of the day. We got a play of the day. We've got a poll question, all of that forthcoming last night, golden state took down the Mavericks. So that's six NBA finals in the last eight years. And golden state has great players, but they also have a great front office. As we talked about yesterday, there's a lot of homegrown talent here. Keep in mind back in 2020, the warriors had the worst record in the NBA. You had Steph Curry and Klay Thompson injured. 
still learning to play without Kevin Durant. But the front office continued to make moves in order to put them in this position. They signed and then traded D'Angelo Russell for Andrew Wiggins in a first-round pick. Wiggins has turned into a solid contributor. Then they used that pick on a promising forward, Jonathan Kaminga. Then there's Jordan Poole. Warriors selected the Michigan guard in 2019, and he's averaging just over 18 points per game in the postseason. And he's become an integral part of the Warriors' success. You need players to win championships, but you also need a very good front office. And that front office for Golden State deserves a victory lap. So does the Boston Celtics front office. Remember, you had Brad Stevens who said, I'm not going to coach anymore. And I went, wait, he's not coaching it. He wants to go into the front office. He's going to replace Danny Ainge. And I went, he, he's too young to be going into the front office after coaching. They have homegrown talent as well. They've done a great job. They started out slow. Then all of a sudden, the turnaround in January. Historical turnaround, and they're on the cusp of going into the NBA Finals. Heat at the Celtics Game 6 tonight. In case you're wondering, DraftKings has Boston as an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. Seton, what kind of poll question do we have today? We got a bunch of them for you, Dan. All righty. A bunch? By right now, I mean two. Okay. Uh, we have one here from Paulie. If I ran the Pelicans, I would offer Zion a max second contract or try to trade him. Maybe a lesser offer. Uh, in case you're wondering, the Pelicans have officially cleared Zion Williamson. <coughs> I don't know what that yes. means. Uh, yes. <coughs> Zion is he's eligible for the rookie extension and that would give him so it'd be a five-year deal about 186 million dollars so salary for 2023 would be around 32 million dollars and he said hey I, I I couldn't sign it fast enough so he's entering the final year of his rookie contract this offseason eligible for a contract extension I just don't know what's going on in this situation. Do you want him? Are you going to keep him? Does he want to stay there? He's now finally cleared, even though he was doing 360s, you know, prior to the Pelicans, uh, you know, games that they were playing. Didn't play in the postseason. He suffered that fractured uh, right foot. Uh, didn't play at all in uh, this season. When he does play, puts up incredible numbers. But I... Don't know what the hesitation here is. If you want to keep him, you got a good roster here. You got a good nucleus. I mean, you can be threatening with Zion, CJ McCollum, uh, you know, your younger players contributing. Uh, I, I like what I see. I like what I saw this year. Brandon Ingram. I mean, this is a good team. Yeah, Paulie. Here's a comparison. In his first three seasons, Joel Embiid played 31 total games. Missed his first two years, played 31 his third year. Zion Williamson has played 24 games out of 82, mm-hmm. 61 out of 82, and 0 out of 82 last year. Yeah. This past season. And, you know, both had injuries that are tricky to an athlete. A back and then a foot. Those are things that, you know, that the foot can stay with you. Stayed with Bill Walton his entire career. I think it didn't help that he was misdiagnosed with his foot injuries, surgeries. But, you know, Philadelphia was patient with Joe B. But also, factor this in, Philadelphia was patient because they were tanking. It was the process. And they didn't mind being bad. They could wait. New Orleans doesn't have that luxury. They're good. 
They're a playoff team. They're ready to compete now. And it's not, hey, we want to wait a couple of years. They don't want to wait a couple of years. Uh, If you're a valued customer, you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company. That's why Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. Discover exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match limitations apply. What's the other poll question there, uh, Seton O'Connor? More likely to watch this weekend, Champions League or Indy 500? Well, Champions League is two hours. Yeah, you can pretty much set your... Yeah. Set your watch to it. Yeah. Liverpool and Real Madrid. Um, I remember when the Indy 500 used to be a really big and really mm. important, and you really cared. You know, in the 70s and the 80s, you could name all the winners. Like, it was really important. And then all of a sudden, NASCAR came in mid to late 80s and dominated, and now you have Formula One that's coming in. Younger generation is eating up Formula One. I don't... Hmm. I'm curious about the Indy 500, but I'm not glued to it the way I used to be. It's a long day. It's a long race. And it feels like you could tune in the last 20 laps. It's almost like an NBA game. And you just tune in in the final two minutes. But although that could take uh, 30 minutes for the final two minutes. But I I don't know where the Indy 500 ranks now. If you put Daytona 500, Indy 500, uh, you know, Formula One is in Monaco. See, that's another thing. When you have these cities that embrace Formula One, so you get, you know, rich people, good-looking people, uh, great cities, destinations, and, and it feels sexy. Formula One feels like it's sex. That would be in a movie. And when you're watching it, they kind of have created a TV show. It it feels like it's presented to be on TV. Beautiful people, international field. Uh, So they're they're selling it in a a unique way. Where you can go, uh, hey, uh, the NASCAR is racing at Bristol. You'll go, okay. Uh, Indy is racing at uh, aside from the Indy 500. And, you know, it's not exciting, sexy. Yeah, Paul. All the F1 drivers look like uh, Daniel Craig in his James Bond role. They're always cool. Well, look look really good. But the Indy 500 to me is kind of like uh, the um, Kentucky Derby. I watch it almost out of obligation to the history of. It. Yeah. I'll tune in for at least an hour of the Indy 500 and watch a couple hours. Like it's longer than the race. Um, hmm. Yeah, I probably, uh, yes, Todd. What does it say about a sport if the location and which celebs are showing up seem to be more important than the actual Well, you don't itself? like Formula One. You don't get no, Formula but I think One. I, think it's I know, but you don't get Formula One. I don't. One. You, need to, you need to say that. But I think baseball, basketball, football, there are sports that stand on their own, even though you've got to blast music and stuff like that so people don't fall asleep at a baseball game or whatever. But, you know, we're talking all about the beautiful road and the beautiful people and the beautiful Monaco and the countries that they well, race Well, it is in. exciting. If, if you watch, Formula One is exciting. And, and this TV show on Netflix really opened the eyes of a lot of people, younger people. And I think they do a great job coverage-wise. It's just, it's late getting to the United States. And I remember 
NBC would have Formula One. And I thought, who's watching Formula One? And it felt like Lewis Hamilton was winning every single year. And you know, that took away some of the drama there. Now it feels like it's a little bit more wide open there. But I, it's always been there. I just think there's a, we're late to the game. It's like, oh, that's right. But I think Netflix, that show, that, that really opened the doors and opened eyes there. It's like soccer. You know, the, the Premier League has been there. I think there's similarities between Formula One and uh, the Premier League. But, you know, if you don't like watching a destination, like that doesn't factor in for you, then, you know, you don't have to watch that. Do you feel like you're being force-fed Formula One? Like, I felt like I was being force-fed soccer. Like, you don't get it. All right. I don't get it. I didn't play it growing up. I knew Pele, uh, you know, Canale, whoever. That's about it. Great poll. Thank you. Giorgio Canale. Yes. Yes. Yes, Seton. But that's the the weird thing about soccer is that it's kind of like uh, once the bug, you get bitten yeah. by it, it sort of takes over your life. So, and maybe it's just because my son plays, but he has two games on Saturday. Then we'll watch the Champions League game. Then we're also going to our local pro teams match. Then the next day, Kieran has a soccer match. And then we're going to watch an academy team play. Like it just, it takes over yeah. whether it's in your own, your own hometown club or you're watching it on TV, you could watch every day there's another great match on. Well, it feels like hockey as well. Once you go to a game and you get the bug, then you love it. Yeah. Like, like that's a sport you see in person. It's like those who start playing golf. Once you start to play and you get the bug, then you're obsessed with it. You may not watch it on TV. You may not have wanted to watch it on TV. Once you get the bug, then you want to play constantly. Yes, you do. And then you find yourself, too, watching, like, just say the way the Premier League ended this year, right? With just this, this unbelievably dramatic ending. And you're watching these games and you wonder to yourself, how do people not get how exciting this is? You know what I mean? Like, it just doesn't make, because you're like, this is the most thrilling thing I've ever watched. How do people not understand how great this is? You well, know? they understand that scenario. It's like playoff hockey, where you go, yeah. there's nothing better than playoff hockey. There isn't as far as excitement, but the regular season, you're like, okay, no, all right. Yeah, Paul. Another great thing about soccer in America, being a fan, is like the Premier League coverage, it's 7 a.m. till 1 p.m. usually on Saturday and Sunday mornings. Yeah. They're not up against anything. They're not against any live American sports. Being five or six hours ahead of us actually helps. The Champions League final tomorrow is 3 p.m. Eastern. Mm-hmm. You're not, they're not going to be battling uh, an NBA playoff game probably. It, it really helps. All right, we'll get to phone calls coming up. Mention Dale Jr. will join us, and uh, Nick Wright from Fox Sports will stop by as well. Phone number 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. We'll hear from Steph Curry and Draymond Green coming up in a little bit. James Worthy, the Hall of Famer, has a get-off-my-lawn take. I had that for you. That was spicy. We'll take a break. We're back after this. Dan Patrick Show. Joey Votto was with us yesterday, the Reds' first baseman. He was commenting on my hoodie. And I said, well, I can send you, I can hook you up. And uh, I'm going to send him some Link Soul hoodies. Uh, extra large, by the way. Fritzy got the address there for the uh, Reds' first baseman. They won yesterday, beat the Cubs. Big time. And he's looking forward to receiving the package. Thank you, Todd. Our friends at Link Soul, they have you covered, literally, from head to toe. Father's Day coming up. 
and you want to play golf, they got polo shirts. You want to go out to dinner, they got beautiful long sleeve shirts. They got the bamboo pants that go along with that. Great combination. Let's say you're going to the beach. Boardwalker, the amphibious boardwalker shorts. Perfect if you're going to hang out at the beach or in the backyard. Father's Day, right around the corner. Link Soul has something for everybody. Styles and colors for the summer. Go to linksoul.com, L-I-N-K-S-O-U-L.com. Check it out. Get 15% off and free shipping with your first order. Linksoul.com. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller. It would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market. 
as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Not all playoff losses are the same. Case in point, Phoenix Suns losing, that's a big disappointment. Didn't expect that. Meanwhile, Dallas Mavericks losing last night. All right, we're building on something here. Now you just get Luka, maybe one other player. You want more. You feel like, all right, we're just starting something special here. Phoenix, Chris Paul getting older, may lose DeAndre Ayton. And then you're wondering, all right, are we going to be back in the mix? Are we going to have the best record in the NBA? Dallas, you do bow out in five. And Luka did not play well last night. Give credit to uh, the Golden State Warriors. They did what you're supposed to do. Here is Steph Curry reflecting on getting back to the NBA Finals. It is just a, a moment to reflect everything Draymond just said, but a moment to just reflect on what it took to get back here. The fact me, Clay, Draymond, from 2015 to now, you know, six out of eight years having a chance to compete for, you know, a championship. The feeling leaving 2019 finals and realizing, like, you know, we had been on a, an amazing journey and got hit with a lot of adversity and some speed bumps, but never lost the faith that we could get back here. Yeah, it's impressive. Six in the last eight years. Sounds like LeBron. But uh, sixth finals, and uh, they'll be waiting for, it looks like, the Boston Celtics. Here's Draymond Green being Draymond Green last night. At the start of the season, you said you don't want to see us back in the finals. I said don't let us win a championship. <laughs> now you're heading back back to the finals with another crack at a championship. I mean, wh- when you said that, what were you just thinking about the potential of this, the makeup of this team? Um, I mean, absolutely. Um, like I like I've said over and over again, I'm gonna keep saying it. No one has proven that they can move us off that spot, and that's the mindset that we come into this thing with. Uh, we understand what it takes to win a championship. We understand the process and h- how you have to get better. Anybody can just win games throughout the regular season. Teams make mistakes. Most teams in the NBA just aren't that good, you know. So you can win games in the regular season. But that means nothing. 
Draymond is back. <laughs> Steve Kerr was asked to compare the Warriors team with the team that he used to play for. I think the, um, the common denominator is just talented players who are fierce competitors. Whether you talk about Michael and Scotty, Steph, Draymond, Clay, it's, it takes a special kind of athlete to, to have both dynamic, but to also be just incredibly competitive and to want to win so badly. Uh, the Warriors uh, have won nine straight home games this postseason. That ties the Warriors of 2017 for most consecutive home wins in a single postseason in NBA history. But Dallas has something to build on. The question is, who can you get? Could you get DeAndre Aiden? Could you get Rudy Gobert? Who's the right player for Luka? Who wants to play with Luka? you got some young players there. they got to re-sign Brunson. But I like what I saw. I thought they overachieved. But once again, playoff losses aren't of equal value. Just ask the Phoenix Suns. A couple of phone calls in here. Uh, Andrew in Washington. Hi, Andrew. What's on your mind today? Good morning. Good meet Friday, Dan and Danettes. Um, haven't talked to you since uh, Win or Lose, We Celebrate, but those were some awesome shows. Everybody pulled through on Wednesday. By the way, I was just going to make a correction. Um, it's A. Andrew. It's A-A-N-D-R-E-W. Oh, One okay. out as illiterate uh, <laughs> yesterday. Um, but real quick, I had a question. You alluded to it uh, a couple days ago. Who does Luca need on his team to bring him to the next level? I think maybe Nick Wright might have an idea. I'm not sure. And then I do have a stat of the day. Okay. Jason Tatum now has 1,508 career playoff points at 24 years and 84 days old. That makes Tatum the second youngest player to reach 1,500 career points. The player to reach it at a younger age? Kobe Bryant. Thank you, Andrew. By the way, the over-under for Jason Tatum points tonight, 27 and a half. Uh, let's see. What else do we have here? Aaron in Atlanta. Hi, Aaron. What's on your mind? Hey, DP. Uh, first time day one, uh, five, eight, a semi-hard, 150. Uh, we're up here in the mountains. I'm with uh, my fiance, Karis. Hello, hello. Hi. Uh, what's the... Um, <laughs> Dan, I'm a little nervous. Uh, I know you're an expert on this. I'm afraid I'm going to uh, cry tomorrow on the big day. So taking all precautions, I'm not wearing my contacts to kind of, uh, you know, wander out as she's coming down the aisle. So I was going to see if you had uh, any advice for me. Marvin, uh, you can sit this one out and uh, suck it, Mark. Okay. Uh, so Aaron in Atlanta is getting married tomorrow. He's worried about crying. There's nothing wrong with crying. I mean, there's no crying in baseball. There's crying in weddings. I think crying, if you're getting married and you're the groom and you cry, that's okay. I cried when my wife walked down the aisle. It was like, she looked beautiful. It was like, all right. It, it feels like you're the, uh, there's only two people in the church. It's just like, she's walking down the aisle. 
and then I'm just staring. And then all of a sudden it kind of hits you and you go, uh, you're getting married, dude. And then for some reason you just, uh, I, I just welled up. And, but I was trying not to do my, <laughs> you know, it was just more of a nice tears. Like almost uh, you watch a movie and an actor has a tear that goes to you. And that was it. You know, just nice tears. Yes, Todd. As long as you're crying in happiness, I would think on occasion you get nervous. You're like, this, this is the last person I'm going to be with forever. And there's a hot bridesmaid. And now you're <laughs> crying. Or perceived either that you're crying like, what am I getting myself into? What this is wrong is, with I think you? I need to get on a horse and ride off and get out of here before this is not okay. the, what I had in mind. Are you... Are you being honest that maybe you thought that when you were getting married? No, that's not my my experience. I was told, and I didn't. I didn't actually cry. Oh, I don't know. No, I, but I you, didn't think about riding out on horses at all during my wedding. <laughs> not once. But wasn't that that movie where like, the women, the runaway bride? They, yeah, they, they well, ran, Julia they ran Roberts. Horse, yeah. yeah, but but I have to believe you checked out the bride. Was there a hot bridesmaid at your uh, wedding? There was a couple of attractive ones. No one I would be like, you know what? I don't think I want to no, get no. married. You yet. know what the answer is? I didn't notice. Oh, that's a better answer. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's the answer. That's that's the answer you have to have. I didn't notice the bridesmaids. That wouldn't be completely honest, though. I don't think, how do you not look at everyone that's around you? They're all up on the stage. They, you know, you got the good-looking. No, everyone's all dressed up in the. But but best it should be the answer. It should be. It should be the answer. Yes, I can honestly say I don't remember the bridesmaids. I I do not. I don't. Although I will say, you know, some some of the guys, you know, they looked. It was great. a handsome bunch. Yes, they were. It was a handsome bunch. I can't, you know, I can't, you know, forget my brother who's six six. He was my best man. Like I, I, I remember him. I don't remember anybody else. Yeah, Paul. You ever get the? Uh, you ever be? A, you, have you guys ever been groomsmen and been matched up with a really good or really bad bridesmaid, where it went really well or it went really poorly? Um, I. I remember having good rapport with uh, a bridesmaid. Is that like rapport? Does that mean go time in the seventies? We just had we had good rapport. Oh, <laughs> all night. Did you have great? Rapport? It, <laughs> did you have a good couple, breakfast? A couple of weeks later, we still had good rapport. <laughs> just saying. Yeah, pour one out. Yeah. Okay. A little magic. Okay. A little magic. What's wrong with yeah. a little magic? Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, RJ in Colorado. <laughs> Hi, RJ. What's on your mind today? Good morning, DP. I don't know how to come in on that. That's hilarious. Fritzy, what are you doing, bro? You do not say, maybe I should run off with a hot bride today. I'm not, I don't know, man. Yeah, the locks are going to be changed uh, trying to get home later. <laughs> Dan, uh, I have a best of the all time. I was trying to figure out how to even say it, but my buddy Troy and I listen to this extensively and it goes into a great T-shirt idea too, but wait, what, Joey Votto. Oh, okay. Joey Votto is hands down top five best people to have on your show, without question. He's up there with Reggie Miller, Shay and Irving. But here's my T-shirt idea. Okay. I'm not gonna say it, but I have a picture of you literally like going no, and Joey Votto's face is hilarious, and just have it say. Nice walk, mother effer, and just, you will sell one billion of those. All right. Well, thank you, RJ. A lot of response to Joey Votto yesterday. Nobody knows the Reds. Nobody watches the Reds, except for Sunday morning when they're on Peacock. They're uh, they're a baseball game on Sunday. Nicely done. Thank you, Todd. 
But Joey Votto has been on a couple of times, and he kills. He's wonderful uh, because he actually gives thought to your questions, which makes for a great interview. When people say, well, who are your favorite interviews? Whoever's honest. Like when you get somebody in the moment, like Dale Jr. joins us next hour. Honest. When, when he was talking about growing up and his parents split and his, he watched his house burn down. And his dad wasn't there, and he kept thinking of all of his Christmas gifts that, like, it all went up in flames. Uh, you know, Jerry West, great interview. Jerry West talking about, I think he was 12 years of age, sleeping with the shotgun under his mattress, saying he was going to kill his dad if his dad abused his mom. Again. Like, those are wonderful moments. You know, Scotty Pippen. He was honest. Talking about Phil Jackson. Called Michael Jordan selfish for playing baseball. Russell Wilson recently, where it felt like that was a different Russell Wilson, where he wanted out of Seattle without saying he wanted out of Seattle. You get those moments. And Joey Votto, that was levity. And when I can get somebody, even though I did have to apologize, you know, when you use colorful language... If I get you to relax like that, then I'm going to get some things out of you. But you have to be willing to give. And I view it as a competition. Not to make this a tutorial on interviewing. I just know how I interview. And that is, I compete with you. I, I want to compete with you, so then you'll compete with me. And if I get that out of an athlete, then I can get some things. Because they, they always want to be great. And an interview is nothing different. I want to challenge you to get something out of you that maybe somebody else didn't. And my approach is different than most people, but it works for our show. And that's what's fun. Joey Votto was fun yesterday. One of those, as a couple of listeners said, it, it was a driveway interview that you can't get out of your car. You're in the driveway and you can't get out of your car because it's that good. And that's our goal. Anybody we have on. I want you late for something. I want you to stay in the car. But Joey Votto had to be willing to talk, not be interviewed, have a conversation. Yeah, Paul. I remember back in the day we would have Kobe Bryant on maybe once a year, once every other year, and it, it rarely started out on basketball. It'd be life or growing up in Italy or something different, and Kobe would be totally engaged, and he'd give you real answers, and he'd pause for like two or three seconds and then give you yeah. an answer. And Kobe was fantastic. When we weren't just saying, "Hey, how were you guys against the Knicks the other day?" It was it was more it was deeper than that. It was we get so much out of him. It was great. But he was he's he was a competitor. He, he you had to compete with him. That's my approach. I I want to compete with you. I want to I want to ask you something you haven't been asked. Uh, but within the context of having somebody on, you can ask random questions. But to get it, I mean, the fact that he autographed a jersey for me. Kobe autographed an all-star jersey. And I think it, it says, to the white mamba. So he, <laughs> he called me the white mamba, and he put it on his all-star jersey that I have hanging up here in the man cave. You know, that's what's fun. Take down, you know, whatever that wall is, if you can. Because you have, your time is valuable to you. And I'm talking about those watching and those listening. I, while I have you... We want to entertain you the best we can. And, you know, we talk about what we're going to bring up with somebody. 
Paulie always has, you know, one or two great thoughts where he just says, hey, what about? And then Paulie's the one that asked, he said, you know, ask Joey Votto his walk-up song. And that's how we started. And Joey Votto says, oh, Jolene from Dolly Parton. And then we go. Then we're off to the races. But that first question is really important because it kind of sets up the interview. That's why I don't like to say, hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm fine. Like, let's just go. You're here. I'm assuming you're okay. Let's go. Yeah, Paul. We had Nick Saban of Alabama maybe a decade ago, and it's kind of the first time we had him on when he was Nick Saban, like at the peak of the college football. And your first question to him was, what do you listen to on the way in from work? Because yeah. he was just parked his car. We, you heard the door closing, yeah. and you caught it and said, what do you listen to on the way into work? He goes, oh, I'm classic rock. I, I listen to Credence. He goes, but when I'm playing air guitar, I, I do something else. You're like, air guitar? And then he talked about playing Guitar Hero and air guitar out at the lake house. And people were like, Nick Saban plays Guitar Hero? And yeah. that's where the interview took off. But that's where I felt comfortable enough to bring up D's nuts to him. Because if some of his... You may explain to Baxter. <laughs> okay. So a couple of his players talked about Nick Saban would always have fun in practice. We had Josh Jacobs of the Raiders on, and he would say, uh, hey, uh, you know, I, I said something about, does he have a sense of humor? He goes, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, if we're fumbling the ball or something, say, hey, why don't you hold on to D's nuts? And then I go, what? And then I go, all right, I might need a second source. I had Tua on, and I brought it up to him. Like, uh, Coach Saban ever say D's nuts? He goes, what? You know, he's like... And I thought, all right, I can ask Nick Saban about this. And then, you know, he, he said, yeah, you know, sometimes, you know, say things and I have some fun players. And then I think I, you know, I'm grilling him like I'm on 60 Minutes. Did you say, did you say D's nuts? Yeah. Okay. Mike Wallace here. <laughs> yes, I said D's nuts. <laughs> yes, Paul. Right before that interview, you were on this side of the glass and Nick Saban's calling into the back room. We're getting him set up and... Seeing her like, are you going to ask him about these nuts? Yeah. Dan, you're like, you said, oh, I'm, I guarantee I'm asking about it. I, I promise to. you guys. Seat and I were sitting there sweating. <laughs> this is really going to happen. And I'm looking at Seat and I go, yeah. I, think, I think he's going. I yeah. go, it seems like he's going. He's yeah. going. And when you asked it, if you watched the video, Seat and I are like little kids in our chair. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're like, you just asked him these nuts. I know. Like, so tickled by the whole thing. Yeah. I did. I, I, I said, I, I got to do it. You're going to be babe, you know, Paul Bear Bryant 30 years ago. Yeah. Uh, a bear. <laughs> Coach Bryant. All right, let's take a break. We got our play of the day coming up next. More phone calls. Dale Jr. coming up next hour. We're back after this on the Dan Patrick Show. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, it's Ben, host of the Fifth Hour with Ben Maller. It would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is the Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of the Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. 
and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh my God! The play, the play, play. of the day. Left side, got it. Play it and play it. This is the play of the day. 
check this out. David created a turnover for Dreisaitl inside. McDavid, a shot, scores! Connor McDavid has won the Battle of Alberta for Edmonton! Five, four, in overtime! That's courtesy of the Oilers Radio Network. Since entering the league in 2015, Connor McDavid has uh, 13 overtime goals in the regular season. Tied for most in the NHL. This was his first career playoff overtime goal. Play of the day brought to you by Callaway's Chrome Soft. It's not just better for better players. It's better for everyone. Men, women, major winners, weekend warriors. Chrome Soft, Chrome Soft X, Chrome Soft XLS. You got the best tour performance for every type of game. Find yours today at CallawayGolf.com slash Chrome Soft. Let's see. Ted in San Diego. Hi, Ted. What's on your mind today? Hey, Ted. Dan, long time. Good morning. Long time listener. Absolutely love your show. You guys are amazing. You brought me back to morning sports radio. So thank you so much for that. What I wanted to comment on was your comment about uh, Formula One racing and how it was reminiscent of your experiences, a much younger guy with soccer. I think you and I are close to the same age, and that's exactly what soccer felt like to me. And I was a kid living in Germany. It was like, here, you're going to like this, and it's good for you. And it just never, never got any traction. Yeah, it's interesting. I was not exposed to soccer. Uh, I didn't watch it. Didn't play it. Um, and plus, it was tough to find on TV. And then you had a new generation that got to see these games. You know, I think it turned the corner about 20, 22 years ago. Yes, yeah, Seton. Well, I think that's kind of how part of the reason why David Beckham got so famous. Aside from, you know, he played for Manchester United, but he played on like the biggest club in the world just as soccer was getting more coverage in the U.S., you know, and it opened up a whole other market to this cool dude dating a spice girl you know yeah and then they had the movie bend it like Beckham. yeah yeah because i didn't know much about him i was like all right good looking guy and all right playing soccer but you know you have to think about this globally here in the united states you know we have tunnel vision you know we're our views are myopic we're like oh we just care about the nfl you know in india they care you know about a few other things more important like cricket Still haven't figured out cricket. Maybe they need to have one of those shows on Netflix that has to do with the drama behind cricket. But I still haven't figured that out because those matches can go for days. Yeah, Paul. But people in other countries say the same thing about the NFL. Why are they taking breaks every 10, th- ten <laughs> seconds? Why are they having another meeting? Why, is the, why can the guy line up here but not there? Why is the, you know, there's so many rules. No sport has more rules than the NFL. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that they do things like, uh, you know, complete the process in other sports. You know, all the silliness we have, like, you know, let's let's over uh, try to explain rules. Got to have more rules. Uh, No, you don't need to have less. But yeah, you're right. Trying to explain it to somebody and you're like, wait, what? You don't get this? No, no. Like you have somebody in motion, but are you? What are you allowed to do and not to? Then let him watch uh, the CFL where you're going, wait, wait, they get three downs? They get to run forward? How come the end zone's so big? Yes. Yeah, well, why don't they throw it to that guy? No, you're not allowed to throw why it to that guy. Why are there rough riders and then rough riders? I don't know. Go ask your mom. 
Uh, Jesse in Atlanta. Hi, Jess. What's on your mind today? Hey, guys. Uh, just want to say thank you for everything that y'all do. Uh, appreciate the show. Dan, when I saw you had the big one, the COVID, uh, it inspired me to go to work and not be a Todd Fritz and uh, pamper out. And uh, I had a bruised bone in my wrist, but I manhandled 12 hours straight for three days in a row. And it's because of the inspiration that you have brought to me for going to work with COVID. But I do have a poll suggestion. Okay. Uh, poll suggestion is this. Which career would you rather have for someone who has not gotten a title or sports Emmy? <laughs> Ready? Yeah. Dan Marino. Yeah. Dan Marino. Reggie Miller. Or Dan Patrick. Well, I, I've got sports Emmys. I just haven't won one with these guys. Do you see maybe a common denominator here that uh, <laughs> I've won? I haven't won with these guys. Uh, I'd gladly take Dan Marino's career. I Reggie Miller's career as well. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've done well, but... I've done well in my little world here. Yeah, Pauline. Who's had the best Ooh. career of a non-title winner? Marino's up there. I'll put Barkley right up there. Oh, yeah. There was a point where he was second best player on earth. And then if you include his media career. Yeah. Charles Barkley's the most valuable member of the media. And I think what happens sometimes is you become so big at something other than what you're famous for or were famous for. Like John Madden. People don't realize how great John was as a coach. People are surprised when they go, wait, he coached? Yeah. I think he might have been the fastest coach to 100 wins, got a Super Bowl, retired early, then went into the... So John had that. Then he had the analyst job, and he was a Hall of Famer. He he kind of invented the analyst, you know, the... Um, is quirky a compliment? Like, John was just different. John wasn't afraid to be himself on the air. And then you put in the video game. I mean, John Madden, that's a billion-dollar franchise. He was one of the great analysts of all time. And he retired at age 42 as head coach in the NFL. That's pretty good. But, yeah, Barkley, Barkley's had, if, if I look at uh, a guy who never won anything, he's on the dream team. Leading scorer on the dream team. Yeah, Marv. You see him, and my godson, who's just about to be 19, I had to tell him, like, Barkley, like, <laughs> let's go to YouTube. Come on. Come over here. Let me show you this real quick. Yeah. And I had to show you what a beast he was because he's just looking at him now at 59, 60 years old. Like, who's this, you know, who's this bigger guy? Yeah, overweight. You, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? I was like, yes. oh, behind Mike, it was Barkley. Yes. And he won an MVP. I mean, you and I got to see that up close and personal. Uh, I've been friends with Charles for 30 years. But they almost took down the Bulls. He did win the MVP that year. But if you're around him, people always say, is, is Barkley really 6'4"? And I go, yes, he is. He's barely taller than me. But he was not afraid of anybody, including Shaq. Like, he went in and went at you. Like that's one of those where you go, how is he doing that? There's certain players where you go, I don't know how he does that. Yeah, more. That's why I don't like when people say a smaller, bigger, uh, like an undersized but overweight power forward, and they're like, oh, he could be like Barkley. I was like, relax. 
Charles <laughs> is one of one. Relax. Barkley led the league in rebounding. Relax. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Manu in California. Yeah. Hi, Dan. Um, long-time listener, first-time caller. I, I just heard you talk about cricket and Netflix, and so I just wanted to fill you in. Um, cricket actually has three versions, so there's one version that's only three hours long, just like a baseball game. Ooh. And it's actually on ESPN Plus right now. They're playing a uh, there's like a major league baseball type series called Indian Premier League, and there's like a, millions of people watching it. But uh, it's actually really exciting. It, there's a game going on in starting in 15 minutes on ESPN Plus. All right. And actually, if you go on Netflix, there's a bunch of shows about cricket, so it's really fun sport. Thank you, Manu. Let's not drive our audience over to ESPN Plus so they're watching cricket here. I mean, get buried by everybody leaving and going to watch cricket. More phone calls coming up. We'll talk to Dale Jr. coming up next hour. And uh, Nick Wright will stop by as well. Hurricanes beat the Rangers. Oilers beat the Flames. Uh, Tonight it's uh, Heat and Celtics game six. According to DraftKings, that line is Miami is an eight and a half point underdog. Warriors are the favorites to win the NBA title. I'm not so... Now, I did pick them to win the title, but I'm not so sure about that. Boston might be the best team in the NBA. Might be. I'm not changing my pick. Staying with Golden State, but they got their hands full. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. Every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.